This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Invest Talk. This is a new series by The Straits Times podcast channel, Your Money and Career. At Invest Talk, we talk money matters and all things related to investing. We want to give you that extra edge in managing your hard earned money. I'm Lee Su Shen, Associate Editor at The Straits Times. Joining me in the studio for this episode is Lorna Tan, who is the Head of Financial Planning Literacy at the Consumer Banking Group at DBS Bank. Glad to have you on our show, Lorna. Thank you, Sushen, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks, Lorna. In this episode, we want to take a deep dive into retirement planning. Retirement planning will be on the minds of many. By 2030, about one in four Singaporeans will be 65 years old and older. That's everyone born in 1965 and earlier. At the same time, with rising inflation and a slowing economy, it may not be that easy to achieve the robust returns on investment that we enjoyed in the past. The only conclusion is that we may have to work longer or save more to maintain our desired standard of living. But many people are so caught up in work that they don't know where to start. Lorna, so perhaps we can start with this question first. We know it's important to have a plan for retirement. Let's take someone in their 30s or even 40s. What are the first steps they should be embarking on now? Those in their 30s and 40s would be advancing in their career and starting a family. They're likely going through a financially challenging period and uh, they will be caught in the middle caring for both children and aging parents. So I will highlight three steps that they can take. Step number one, they can place equal emphasis on planning for their kids' education and their own retirement. I say this because most parents tend to place their children's needs ahead of theirs. So as a result, they end up delaying their retirement planning. Planning for our kids' education and our retirement need not be mutually exclusive. And this is something that I always tell my friends, you know, who've gone through this stage of their lives. So both can go hand in hand. If we can take care of our own retirement, our children will be less burdened financially in the future and it will lead to more sustainable outcomes. Step number two would be to adopt a long-term approach to investing. So the earlier we start investing, the longer is the time horizon for our investments to compound and grow. I'm sure you agree with me that, you know, the benefits of compounding will enable us then to build a retirement nest egg that hopefully will comprise multiple income sources. So having this long-term perspective will help shape the actions that we take to achieve our goals. So for instance, I would seek investment opportunities when I receive my pay increments and year-end bonuses while I keep a simple lifestyle. And for these people in this life stage, I would say that they should review their insurance coverage and estate planning needs as well. This is important because they have dependents at this stage. So be adequately insured so the family can carry on with their lifestyle, even if they are no longer around or suffer from permanent disability or become critically ill. Common estate planning tools would be setting up a will, CPF nomination, lasting power attorney, and a trust. So this will also enable their loved ones to carry on with their lives if something, you know, onto what happens to them. Right, Lorna. So one key takeaway is that we must start early to take advantage of the power of compounding. Now, CPF life is one option which leverages off the power of compounding. It gives regular payouts for life. With CPF life shaping up to be such a key plank of our retirement plan, what are some of the things we should take note of when thinking about CPF life? 
Firstly, CPF Life is a national annuity scheme that provides monthly payouts for life, and that is why I love this scheme. I'm not aware if you're aware, for every dollar of premium, it gives a higher amount of payout compared to any annuity or retirement insurance plan in Singapore. This is because it offers an attractive and risk-free interest of up to 6% per annum. So for me, CPF Life is the foundation of my retirement plan. I've decided that I would want to optimize the scheme so that I can receive higher monthly payouts for life. To do so, I've taken the opportunity to top up my RA savings, I'm talking about my retirement account savings, and leverage the attractive interest rates. So since I turned 55, I have been topping up to the prevailing Enhanced Retirement Sum, or ERS, in January each year in my retirement account. And by doing so, I expect to receive higher monthly payouts than if I hadn't done the payout. So in case you're not aware, for this year, the basic retirement sum is $96,000. The full retirement sum is $192,000 and the enhanced retirement sum is $288,000. So these sums will increase by 3.5% per annum each year for the next uh, several years. If you're planning to do a top-up, do so at the start of the year than later because by topping up your CPF accounts in January rather than December, you could earn 20% more interest over 10 years. For those who may not be aware, there are three CPF life plans. They are the default uh, standard plan, the basic plan, and the escalating plan. So we need to choose our CPF life plan at the payout eligibility age or at age 65 at the earliest. The standard plan offers higher monthly payouts than that of the basic plan, while the escalating plan grows at 2% per annum to address increases in cost of living. However, do note that the initial payout will be lower than that of the standard plan by 20%. And I've asked CPR Board to work out that it takes about 9 to 11 years for the escalating plan's monthly payout to reach the same payout level as that of the basic plan. And it takes 13 to 14 years for the escalating plan's monthly payout to reach the same payout level as that of the standard plan. And I guess a lot of people do not know that it takes a total of 23 to 25 years and by then you're, you know, 88 or 90 years old for the cumulative payouts of the escalating plan to break even with that of the standard plan. So, you know, these are things that we need to think about when we talk about the CPF life scheme. Mm. So I think we've got these three plans. Um, there are quite a number of considerations. What are the things I should think about before deciding which CPF life plan is suitable for me? Yeah, some of the questions that you can ask yourself will be, how much monthly income do you really need in your retirement? So it's good to work that out early. Can you make do with initial lower payouts? Are you concerned with the rising cost of living? Do you need uh, CPF life payouts at age 65? If not, you can choose to defer your CPF life payouts to age 70. And do bear in mind that for every year that you defer, the CPF life payouts will increase by up to 7% per annum. So another question you can ask yourself is, do you have income to support you while deferring? And do you think you can live beyond, you know, age 90? Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Let's get back to the conversation with my guest, Lorna Tan. Head of Financial Planning Literacy at the Consumer Banking Group at DBS Bank. Lorna, while most know that they have to start saving as early as possible, some say that with inflation rising, they have little ability to save and invest. How would you address this point? I have uh, three suggestions. 
um, number one, we can try to increase our savings by monitoring our expenses regularly and by shopping wisely. So make it a habit to review our expenses on a monthly or quarterly basis to make necessary adjustments as we go along. You can use um, digital financial tools, for instance, the DBS NAV Planner tool, to keep track of our expenses and set up a budget that includes saving and spending targets. So this is very powerful because by doing so, we will know which areas we can work on to reduce discretionary spend. And this will help to enhance our financial situation to manage the uncertainties ahead. By shopping wisely, I'm referring to buying uh, house brand products at supermarkets. You can also buy non-perishables if there is a significant discount. Or consider buying secondhand items and look out for promos. Like I would use the Gojek GoTo Malls promo when I need a ride to my office. So instead of typing MBFC Tower 3, I use MBFC Mall. Another way to shop wisely, of course, is to use uh, credit card and debit cards that are more suited to our lifestyle to earn cashback points and miles. But do pay your you know, bills in full and on time. Okay, another step is to inflation-proof our savings. While emergency cash should be kept liquid, keeping all of our savings in a simple savings account will not preserve the purchasing power, especially in this high inflationary environment. So some possible instruments to consider include higher interest yielding savings account like DBS multiplier account, Singapore savings bonds, short-term endowment insurance plans, and money market funds. Beyond savings, of course, we need to invest our money in a diversified manner to get a better chance at beating inflation and mitigate against you know, the high healthcare costs that we are facing. And step three, of course, you can start investing, but you know you can do so with small amounts. You don't need to wait till you have a big sum of money before you start investing. So um, there are regular savings plans out there that lets you invest a fixed amount into exchange-traded funds and unit trusts from as low as $100 on a regular basis. Or you can also consider investing via robo-advisory platforms where you can have access to managed portfolios from $1,000. These are very helpful tips, Lorna, and something we can action on right away. But specifically for those who are soon to retire, say I'm turning 55 soon, what tips would you have for them? Assume they have enough money in CPF life, but they wish to boost their monthly income. Do you have any thoughts on how this can be done? Retirement planning starts with understanding the lifestyle we desire. And that was my first step also when I started my retirement planning. As part of the planning process, I would have quantified the expected expenses and break them down into needs and wants. And then, um, you know, work towards building multiple income flows to fund these expenses. So, for instance, the more guaranteed income flows like CPF life payouts can be used to fund our needs while the variable income flows from riskier products can fund our wants. So doing this exercise will give greater clarity on how to allocate our savings into different investment products. Now, for those with a shorter runway to retirement, you can consider investing in products that offer regular cash payouts immediately or after a short gestation period. A diversified portfolio can include multi-asset funds that offer regular income payouts. For instance, there are funds with a few share classes to choose from to help you achieve your objectives. So depending on your needs and time horizon, you can choose to reinvest dividends and capital gains back into the fund or start receiving income payouts with intended payouts ranging from 5 to 8% per annum. In recent years, retirement insurance plans have become popular as they provide monthly payouts to supplement you know, our retirement cash flows, but they do so for a defined period of, say, 10 to 20 years. 
so some start their payouts within five years from policy inception. There are also annuities that offer regular payouts immediately. Other investments that offer recurring income include the risk-free or flexible Singapore Savings Bonds, or SSBs for short. Recent tranches of SSBs are offering average 10-year returns of between 2.5% and 3% per annum. Like the September tranche will offer an average 10% return of 2.8% per annum. You can also seek professional help to work out a suitable asset allocation strategy for investing in a basket of equities and fixed income, which you can draw down from in the future. Thanks, Lorna. So there are many things we can all do to improve our financial situation and be better prepared for retirement. We can save more, spend less, as well as look at investing. The bottom line, of course, is to start as early as you can. Thanks very much for your insights today, Lorna. I've had a great time. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this fourth episode of Invest Talk, a new series by the Straits Times podcast channel, Your Money and Career. I'm Lee Su Shen. If you'd like to read my column, there are links in our podcast text description. Happy investing. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the Audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.